0: Good evening and welcome to the Art of Podcast. I'm so excited for you to be hearing this. It's taken me a couple of tries to release it or some bravery. But um, in this episode, I interview Chimwe and we discuss her art and how it feeds her soul. And just being an artist in Zimbabwe. So I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening and... Without further ado, welcome. I'm here today with Chimwemwe, who is an actor, filmmaker, photographer. (laughs) Please, (laughs) please tell us about that.
1: Um, So thank you so much for having me on your podcast thank you for being
0: here (laughs) thank you for being here
1: yeah um so yeah uh i am all of those things and also other things um i've just sort of moved around the arts industry in zimbabwe uh since maybe 2017 that's mm-hmm. when I started doing things uh, professionally mm-hmm. uh which is to say that I dropped out of university I was at the UZ so I dropped out and I was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna be an actor now and I didn't even have <laughs> a plan <laughs> and <Wow. laughs> just started auditioning for things um without any money or any like sort of like idea how I was gonna run my life um so I just started doing um I'd been acting like since I was like 13, you mm-hmm. know, through drama club. I went to rips theater. We were doing, uh, teens and stuff like that. That's so where I'd, we met, which is where we met. That's <laughs> where we met, <had>, repteans. <laughs> and teens. Mm-hmm. So I'd already had like this love for acting that was, uh, put in like somewhere within me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I have to do this. Um, so I had just done my very first production, which, uh, turned out to be the cook off which ended up being on Netflix in 2020 like being Zimbabwe's first Netflix uh, show yeah you
0: made history
1: uh, you know what i was you, there you were i could say that <laughs> <laughs> you can say you were there. yeah for sure um so i just done that and then when i started my like next semester in in uni i was like oh, essentially all of these practicals i was doing biological sciences oh my
0: goodness and oh my goodness
1: i was like mm, this is really not the life people would be like what do you want to do i'm like i have no idea they're like what are you gonna do with this degree i'm like bro there has to be a life after this i can't do it <laughs> i think the contrast <laughs> <laughs> so i left and i just like i went for this um uh, cultural exchange program in ulawayo mm-hmm. which was um two girls from Harare, which one of them was myself, uh, some girls from Lawayo and some girls from London. Mm. And we were all just, like, doing this uh, program for two weeks. And I left school to do that. And whilst I was there, I was just like, I ain't I'm going, going back. back. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going That's back. it. And when I came back, I just didn't go back to school until my mom was like, what? what? Aren't you supposed to... i like, yeah, <laughs> no, um... I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> so Oh uh, my goodness,
0: how did you what's the word? Like uh, get away with that, eh?
1: Um, I think things just kind of like there were some unfortunate events that happened. My my cousin passed away mm-hmm. around the time that I came back. Um, so people were busy with the funeral and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So me not going to school kind of went unnoticed for a bit and then people mm-hmm. kind of didn't collect it collected themselves mm-hmm. and then it was like uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after that that's when i kind of was like okay I, I need to figure a plan figure out a plan so i would audition for stuff i started doing like staged readings with almasi mm-hmm. um i started auditioning what does almasi tell us oh yes oh, so almasi uh collaborative way to say their name mm-hmm. um, is an organization that was actually set up by Dana Gurira oh, uh, wow. yeah so they do um, they want to increase um, theater literacy uh, so they do like play readings and stuff like that they have this um, they also develop like um, what are they called <laughs> playwrights and playwrights like yeah, oh, yeah wow! so because you know Dana uh, does yes. uh, theater as well Yes. um so she's, she's very into it mm-hmm. more than i think the film said i don't know her personally like that i shouldn't be speaking <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> but uh-huh. like uh, but I guess know, from what, what, what i've heard she's like heard. really like passionate about theater mm-hmm. so uh, she's got this organization she's got set up this side and they do this um uh playwrights conference at the beginning of every year so before covid they would do it at the beginning of every year like the first like this by the second week of the year they would do it um which was basically a uh, development of uh local playwrights and then they went regional and uh, one time they had a, a South African player i come in uh, uh, he came in twice actually um so yeah uh i would go in as some of the ac- one of the actors uh, who would do like the uh, readings of the play, so they would develop a playwright's mm-hmm. work, and then they would have actors go do a stage reading, and then an audience would come through and watch. And so I would work with them uh, pretty regularly. Uh, every time they would have like a reading, which they would do like every month or or so. Um, so I worked with them for a bit, and that kind of gave me like my start into the industry. Started doing like auditions, and then I kind of get got into interested in the behind the scenes of like film work and stuff like that. Okay, um, what like cued that
0: interest? I guess was it just being in the environment? Would you say or being? I, I don't, don't know. has it always been a secret, low key interest of yours?
1: uh no okay I I was doing backstage theater work I had decided that I wanted to learn the backstage stuff as well as being on stage Mm -hmm. so once I got into that (laughs) 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 hey at that time I thought I was a confused queen (laughs) I was like why can't you figure out what you want to (laughs) do but it's a journey right you have to like work through it um, so like I, I was doing backstage theater work and a friend of mine had gotten onto a set, onto a, a film set. And I was like, well, like make a, like make a plan for me to get in, the, in there too. Mm-hmm. And, um, those I, are the best friends. The people <laughs> <you get in. laughs> who we'll get into the space so you can get in there also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I got into, um, doing the first thing that I ever did was being a DIT which at the time, I didn't even know what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically the person who's in charge of, like, the footi- footage and making sure that everything is backed up. And, you know, if they lose any of the footage and they don't label it properly, then the <sighs> editors don't get the footage pro- So, like, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> it's even a realize lot of it. responsibility <laughs> to just go in there like that. Please. You know, this guy's was like, yeah, no, you're smart. <laughs> I'm like, mm. Okay, if you say so, trust me with the entire project. But I did it and it went fine. Mm-hmm. And then after that. Oh my god, I always <laughs> had like and palpitations every night, just being like. Ugh. He didn't actually put any pressure on me. Hey. Okay. He was just like, yeah, you know, you need to uh, back up the footage, you know, just be careful. He didn't say, you have the most important job on set or anything like that. Okay. So I didn't feel the pressure. It's afterwards when I started to really understand the job when I was like, oh. That's what I was doing. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) That's very interesting. Because I think, okay, with creators and Mm. creators, you don't really know what you're into until you're in the thick of it. Mm. Which is actually a beautiful way of becoming involved in something. Because you kind of break it down. Yeah. Yeah, And you learn it from when it's not so daunting to you which was good like you said you never had pressure on you mm. uh he was just like be careful but you were doing a very very important <sighs> role if you had lost anything
1: at all anything it would have been messed up yeah um so luckily that went well uh-huh. um and then i saw a call after that from um, this other production company uh for people who were just interested in uh being behind the scenes in film Mm -hmm. and i went we went to um to theater in the park and it was like a bunch of people and then um it was nick he was the the guy who was in charge of the production Mm -hmm. company Uh, and then he just gave us a talk he's like oh this is what i want to do i want to teach you guys stuff i'll teach you everything and i guess it was kind of like a dream of his to like teach passionate people but then he was a busy guy so i don't think it ha- kept on it went on in the size in the magnitude that he had dreamed but mm-hmm. luckily i managed to kind of get myself in there with him and i got onto their set for this production they were they had on zbc at the time called mr baba and uh initially i was learning how to do continuity and wardrobe and um, then he was like you know i think you could write and then i was like it's crazy that you say that because i think so too um, <laughs> i love it and then he was like yeah no you should start writing for the show and then next thing uh, i was writing for that show and that was kind wow, of like, my right first, place, like right time you know what i'm saying <laughs> um so yeah i worked with them for a bit and then i even would work a little bit in in the post-production uh process as well because they needed somebody to do uh subtitling and i was like i could i could do that i speak english and i speak Shrana, i can do it mm-hmm. so <laughs> I, I just kind of went through life just collecting different credits that way like um oh do you need somebody to do something you know i, I could probably do it and then that's the next thing that i would do um so yeah next thing i was writing for them and then i kind of took a detour and started doing music somewhere in there
0: (laughs) (laughs) i now know her from choir (laughs) (laughs) exactly like (laughs) yeah
1: um so yeah i was part of a different choir at the time really which choir uh it's called note to note how can you
0: portray like that. No, it was <gasps> them first and oh then my you guys. Word, word. <laughs>
1: okay, what happened there? Uh, ish, a lot. I don't know. Ish. A lot happened. Drama. Hey, drama on drama on drama. It's classified but, information. Ah, uh, it's not that classified. One thing led to another. We went to this <laughs> <One> um, <bit. laughs> we went to this competition called the World Choir Games and it was mm-hmm. in Pretoria. Mm. And then we came back and we disbanded like after like we'd been working towards it for like two years and then we went and then people just like (laughs) fell apart afterwards Um, but it was nice because like it was like you went out in a blaze of glory right? (laughs) like like, we went to to Um, pretoria we had a great time together we performed we got uh, medals we got silver medals and then we came back and then we just never saw each other again and that was great right it wasn't great like it was sad at the time but like when you think about it, like we happens. ended on a high high note, so that was cool. Uh, but after we were done, um, I was like, oh, I kind of miss singing. So I went to music school <laughs> at uh, Music Crossroads Academy, um, which at the time was somewhere in town, like Kunaselu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that for, for a year. I got a, pros- a professional certificate in music from them. Wow.
0: Um, so what is your qualifications as a musician
1: um well that's my qualification it's a professional certificate in music yes but what <laughs> what can i do what can you do oh, yeah okay. that's what i'm asking uh okay so the program basically is like um it's like a foundation course mm-hmm. in um uh music theory and then you get like a main instrument that you do mine was piano um so i studied that like a grade two level, three level, but I never did the exams, so mm-hmm. it doesn't count. But it was just you like you're what? going through the years.
0: I think if you can play an instrument and it's just what it is that should count. Like people miss what's the word? I know we want recognition for things, yeah. but I feel like why a lot of our African musicians or people are not recognized is because they don't fall or qualify into a system mm. that somebody else says, this yeah. is a grade three level. But if I... If you say I'm a grade three and I can play to a grade seven level,
1: according to you... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I'm still at a playing at a grade seven uh, level even he, though the paper he, doesn't say that. Yeah. Yeah, I can show you that. But at the, at the end of the day, everybody's like, well, you know, you know, like yeah. a lot of people who... Um, and how a lot of people that I went to school with, um, the general notion was, oh, we're here because most of them were seasoned musicians, people who had been playing for years, um, but they had never gone to any kind of school or mm-hmm. any kind of training. Most of them had to- like learned in church, like they mm-hmm. like they mostly played by ear and they couldn't read music or whatever. So they wanted to be able to um, be more
0: versatile i guess
1: yeah and be more like be able to sell their talents outside of zimbabwe i guess to people Mm -hmm. who follow that system more closely you know Mm -hmm. to in a place like europe or whatever Mm -hmm. um so yeah i guess because there's never that there's never a way to quantify people's skills in our own um context i Mm -hmm. guess so then you're always running after it. Because, like, yeah, a professional certificate in music, but, like, really, basically, what you're saying is, hey, let me not trash on my qualifications. Don't that's trash, my paper. That's your paper. But, like, you mm. know, <laughs> mm. you, um, it just feels like there needs to be more credit given to what you're actually doing as opposed to what, what the people, paper says. Yeah, what it what says you have is. done or what, you, what it says you can do. Um, but, yeah. <coughs> I did that for a year, um, and I was supposed to do that for a second year. I, I had started the second year, but, uh, that was the year of COVID. So mm. I kind of like got over it. We were supposed to be like learning, but it was like on WhatsApp. I was like, I can't focus enough to do this. <laughs> I just, I'm not technically a student anymore. So like, I did a soft dropping out also a okay. dropping out. Like people are like, oh no, you're a part of us. Right. I'm like, yeah. Yes. So, um, that's a new
0: one. I've never <laughs> heard of a soft, a soft dropping
1: out. Well, just in case, like if we were to be, t- to be told that we could go back to school or whatever, mm-hmm. I would go back. But if we had to spend, you know, two or three years uh, locked down or that's in COVID, true. then I didn't want to be a part of that. So, um, in that time, that's when I started working full time because it was COVID and nobody was doing well as an artist. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, uh, I started working at, uh, Magama Network, mm-hmm. um, where I was a project assistant for the Motor Republic project, which was the creative hub, uh, the artist space. So I felt like I'm still doing like this creative work. I'm still doing things that I care about. And I'm also bringing about, like, social impact in the work that I do. I was (laughs) excited about it. And I was like, yay. And then, like, two years down the line, I was like, "Mm." Yeah. (laughs) Ah, Creating platforms for other artists is nice. But also, I'm an artist, and I'm no longer able to, like, really, like, flex that muscle. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, I'm always so busy. I'm working weekends. I'm working nights sometimes. I'm working all the time. And when I'm not working, I'm exhausted so i don't really have the time to do my own thing um and then i applied for this program called uh, the multi-choice talent factory Uh in 2021 like (laughs) two days before the deadline and then they were like hey do you want to come for an interview i was like sure and then they were like hey um you got in i was like oh that's dope um so it was uh basically like a year-long training program for young filmmakers around southern africa um and So there were like 20 of us from, um, seven different countries in Southern Africa. And, uh, it was from like October 20, 20, 2021 to, um, October. Oh yeah. We ended up finishing in October. We were supposed to finish in September. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was like a year long program, just learning like the different aspects of filmmaking and it kind of like took me back to that space where i'd been doing film and i was like oh okay i'm excited about this and i'd still been <laughs> um so i'd been writing over the years um and i was like oh okay so i guess i could turn that into screenwriting or whatever so i applied and they well yeah i got in and the for like five months uh last year i was in zambia um kind of doing that going through like the full training program because the first part we did it online because of covid obviously. oh wow okay yeah um and then like the last bit is when we went there and then we were supposed to um make four short films and then two can feature we find films. These short films they're not yet out
0: Feature,
1: oh okay so yeah. they're out the, no no they, no they're, they're gonna coming come out. <laughs> sorry so they're coming out yeah
0: okay with that like um i guess with the filmmaking mm-hmm. i want to get a little bit more into how you how you i don't know do your art mm-hmm. what is your creative process uh, like for example with filmmaking do you think being zimbabwean has defined or Contributed to your perspective, how you will shoot things, how you will tell a story? Um, Has your context contributed to your filmmaking? Or would you say, like, with these courses, are you kind of made to go a certain direction because of a certain technique?
1: Mm. I mean, um, your context uh, has to, uh, uh, like, inform or contribute to your to your art, to your style, to your filmmaking, I don't Mm -hmm. know, um, to your storytelling, naturally because, right, the fact that you're Zimbabwean and a woman and uh, this and that and all of this stuff, that's Mm -hmm. what, like, sort of informs the kind of stories you're going to tell, right? Mm -hmm. So even in the ways that you tell the stories, it's going to kind of influenced by that so i think yeah naturally yeah it's going to 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 come up impact yeah but for you
0: how has it like manifested would you say what do you do that's that's would you say Zimbabwean filmmaking
1: um i guess uh for me how it's impacted me is that i haven't wanted it to impact me and <laughs> ah, <laughs> so okay. how it impacts me is that i always find myself sort of like Fighting certain narratives because okay. that's what is expected of you because it's either you're writing something that's like like pure poverty porn right ah uh, i
0: <laughs> you are preaching to the choir you know what i'm saying i have a i have a bone to pick with like sometimes african creators because i think there's so much joy here as much as you struggle as much as There's so much joy here. Mm. So why are we... That's not the only part of our story. Mm. And it's not necessarily our perspective. I think it's... Anyway.
1: I I think definitely, for sure. Uh, Also, considering the fact that... uh, um, Ish, my mind has slipped. Why do you do this to me? (laughs) Anyways. um, You're talking about how... Um, people like, there's so much joy here. Yes. The way we frame our stories, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it always feels like it has to be that like deep bundu feel and look. And I love that look. Right. And I want to see it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also want that bright and happy and mm-hmm. clean. And, uh, cause I feel like if we always put the stories into oh, our happy stories need to look like this, mm-hmm. then we're still putting ourselves into some kind of a box. Mm-hmm. But if I say, no, there's actually some people that are not being represented. Um, if we always look at like the village perspective or if we always look at mm. the... Uh, uh, ghetto high density uh, uh, perspective because that's what people want to run to right because Mm. that's what uh, gets you funding or whatever that's what looks cool to the people out there like Mm. oh my gosh it's so sad or oh wow they're so like poor but they're so happy you know even when you get to tell your happy stories they have to be put into this like kind of like sad environment and they always have to be about perseverance and resilience it's like hey bro we're tired (laughs) Why you must know? We always persevere. Why? And you know, <laughs> we sometimes you just want a vibe, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, but then also it's like. So for example, um, within the the short films that we were supposed to um. To that are being do, released, soon. that are going to be released soon, that we're supposed mm-hmm. to to work on um i we did four of them i wrote one of them uh because each country was supposed to work on one and then we did four um and the premise of the story is like um this lady her daughter goes missing and then it's like oh no she's missing at first we're like oh it's kind of should be like a normal kind of missing then it turns out this woman actually has a dark past she was taken by like mermaids in her village and then when she was brought back to become a healer she ran away because she didn't want that life she wanted to go away and be a doctor and so now the, the njuzu the mermaids have taken her daughter in place of her because now the final like uh, shikiro go between has passed away and they have you know like that's kind of like the, the premise of that wow uh, <laughs> wow i'm excited
0: <laughs> i'm really excited yeah i'm really excited because i don't know I guess also how i want to ask you how did you maybe i'll wait and see but like (laughs) how did you frame it is for example her running away um from the tradition from the jesus right how have you framed that is would you say like traditional practices are captured in a positive or or like malefic light Um, what would you
1: say so, I didn't... So, uh, definitely they're the villains in in this story. Okay. okay. Um, so, it's not necessarily that it's like, oh, this is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that she's saying, oh, but I don't want that for myself. Mm-hmm. So, I want to take a stand. I want to do something else. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, 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 no. But you don't get a choice. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of like uh, as villainous as they get is that they're saying no you don't get to have this life of your own you're a part of this like family you're a part of this community so you have to serve it according to how it has been handed to you um but the idea isn't necessarily to like vilify the traditions Mm -hmm. or or even because i didn't even try to go too deep into the how the like folklore works because mm-hmm. I didn't want to then offend or like, I just mm-hmm. put the idea of like, okay, you guys know about Njuzu, right? You know about the concept of like, they take someone, they bring them back, they're a healer, right? Mm-hmm. So what if somebody was taken and then they were like, oh, I don't want this. What would happen then, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind okay. of like the starting point for me. Okay. Um, so that's how I like to fl- frame my stories so that mm-hmm. they're um, Zimbabwean or that they have a voice that is similar to mine. Okay. um without necessarily being like choices <laughs> yeah
0: yeah when you have an idea when you begin to write something I didn't even add screenwriter to your <laughs> intro but it's, she's a screenwriter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what is your process what is I guess you've just described a little bit to me how you said what if this would happen uh, I wanted to give it a traditional or like a voice that was similar to yours. Mm. in terms of, like, choice. So what is your process? How do you start
1: with a project? How are you inspired? Um, <clears throat> well, the first thing is, uh, one of, like, the better writers that I know is always, like, you can't wait for inspiration. So mm-hmm. I try not to get inspired um, because at the end of the day, it's now, it's work that you do. And whether you feel like doing your job or not, you have to do it. So you can't really wait for inspiration um if you have a deadline um but (laughs) (laughs) kind of (laughs) kind of how i i i I don't know if i have a process all i know is that sometimes i'll have an idea of like i don't know like a line or like a character or like a scene or whatever and and then it just starts to grow and form in my mind and Mm -hmm. it will change a lot by the time it's actually on paper like when i finally look at like a first draft the place where the idea started and where it is finally is like not the same place and it just kind of like forms and grows in my mind and i let it um i know that's not very helpful in terms of saying a process like (laughs) it just sort of happens
0: (laughs) process but i feel like okay so when this initial idea is it something you've seen do you start like um obviously you get an idea Mm. in terms of the change from the first draft to the final draft would you say the story carries you through the journey or you frame the story first and then you take that
1: journey with the story um a little bit of both actually um because I guess what I mean when I say the story kind of forms around me and it makes starts to make sense is, like, the story kind of carries me through. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get stuck and then you kind of have to, like, figure out what you're saying and how you're saying. and Or sometimes you don't really know what you're trying to say. You're just, mm-hmm. like, sort of writing in some direction because you got to get started. you got to get started with the writing. So I already, like, you're supposed to, like write out a character bible and this and that and go through all of these processes but i feel like that's all reasons for you to not finish so i just start writing what i want to write and Mm -hmm. then we'll figure that stuff at the end um when i know the story when i know that i finished i'm like okay i know from start to finish what i'm trying to do at, at the very least um so this other stuff can i can use it to guide me through right so when i get stuck that's when i'll maybe sit down and be like okay this character who are they what are they trying to do Mm -hmm. uh what do they want all of that stuff um and i kind of then use that as a tool to break through like maybe if i'm like in a corner where i'm like man i don't know what they should do next or i don't know what should happen next or what scene i should put uh after this um so i just i do it as a as a kind of like mixture of both um kind of just try to power through to the end and if i can't get there then i kind of take a step back and work through the process yeah
0: okay so you do need some distance from your process would you Yeah,
1: yeah for sure i mean if you do everything then you kind of like get messed up um i was shooting a my first short, uh, like I was telling you mm-hmm. um, a few weeks ago and I wrote it, I directed, I planned it, I did every most parts of the process I did uh, by myself, including shooting it. Um, and like at some point I think I just lost essence of the story. Mm-hmm. Like of course like I, I can see what I have on screen and I'm like, yeah, but like I didn't do things the way that I really wanted mm-hmm. to do them had I just directed it, let other people do the other parts of the process for me and stuff like that. But of course, like if you don't have like the resources to have an entire team and you have to work on your own, then you do what you have, what you can do. That's the thing is you have to do something. Mm -hmm. You can't just like sit and be like, ah, guys, no, I'm still trying to like get a gaffer or I'm still trying to get a production designer. It's like, you got to pay those people and right now whilst you're still bringing yourself up you got to be those people because you're gonna <laughs> have to pay those yourself so you you got to you got to figure it out um and just have something because that something is like even if it's a mistake it's something to learn from that's true yeah that's true i was
0: reading this book <laughs> the other day i can't remember what who the director was was Old Hollywood Director. Mm-hmm. Uh, old Hollywood Mean Director. I'm just going to switch it up. Mean Director. And see... Well, old Hollywood Directors. Let me just go Old Hollywood.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one right now. But I can't remember a single name.
0: It's, uh, who are the big directors, I mean, if you think in your head, who is a big director?
1: James Cameron,
0: Quentin Tarantino. Old Hollywood, older Hollywood, like.
1: Older, Um, there's that guy who's like famous for having like a scene of the woman in the shower. What's his name? I the forget. Scream guy. Um.
0: Uh,
1: the, 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 the
0: <laughs> that movie, the Psycho, Psycho, who directed Psycho? Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's either him or somebody else. (laughs) I mean, if you said mean director, I'm sure it's him, right? He wasn't like a nice guy, was he? Uh, It's either him or somebody else, but he wasn't necessarily a mean
0: director. He just appeared bored. Bored to his, um, classmates, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, or I guess his team. Um... But the thing is, like, he'd worked on his first mi- film at first, mm-hmm. and it had just been a mess for him. And he'd been like uh, trying to get other people to do the certain things he would do, and he'd just get frustrated and angry. Mm. So, what he decided to do is that he was going to run his art or his movies like a military operation, essentially. He would plan everything else, like, he would plan everything in his head. Fully formed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Give the the screenwriter his thoughts. And the screenwriter would just put words to his fully formed thoughts, thoughts and ideas. Mm-hmm. He'd design the sets. He'd do the costumes. He had an idea on what everyone was doing at each time. So that when the production happened or came, it would run like a military operation. And even if there were people like, you know, artists are artists, so... Mm-hmm artistic license and I don't want to wear this, I want to wear that and Mm. just arguments with actors and things, he'd be like
1: he had already planned everything out. (laughs) So he would not change anything in his head. There was no space for anyone else. No.
0: It was, what's the word? Or if there was space, it would be a minor modification. But I think also as a director, he had his vision. (laughs) And even with his he did have his vision i guess and he managed to assemble a team who would understand him
1: Mm. i mean it sounds like he just had communication problems because he was a control freak right that's what that is right (laughs) he was a control (laughs) freak because like as a director i believe like at the very least you're supposed to be able to take a little bit of input from your team, right? Mm. And be able to be like, here's my ideas. How are you going to bring my ideas to life? I'm not supposed to just be like, here's the thing. Come and bring it to me on set, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's where the magic happens is somewhere in between my idea and how you bring it to life is like the collaboration, the magic, the thing. So the vibes between everyone right, and how everyone's supposed to... I don't know. If, yeah, if you work with people who, like, really, I don't know, know what they're doing and care about what they're doing, mm-hmm. they already want to do a good job, right? Mm-hmm. So if you just give them a little bit of creative license and, like, a little bit of space for them to to help you... Because if you try to think of everything, mm-hmm. you're going to miss out on the most important things. You have to, like, focus on the things on the parts that are saying the most or that are, like, most important or that where you're trying to communicate something very specific or very... I don't know. Like, that's the climax or whatever. You have to focus on those parts. So if you're focusing on everything, you're going to miss out on those parts and, like, have, like, a... I don't know, a half-baked good in the entire production Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, really shining moments where everybody's like, you know that moment? I felt that moment. Stunning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um i don't know i wouldn't advise anybody to be that kind of director but also being a director is a lot about ego and pride
0: and so (laughs) is it a lot about or do we take those things to the creative
1: table um i mean like being an artist in general is a lot about ego right okay. because you're taking th- your your thoughts and uh-huh. you're putting them in front of people and you're like this is good <laughs> <And you're, laughs> you know what i'm saying oh, that's a quotable
0: <laughs> you're putting them that's yeah. so true though like
1: yeah. i fi- i think this is a dope thing to yeah see. you're like you know what this is it's a masterpiece like we're all uh-huh. like mini Ka- kanyes is what we are essentially uh-huh. is we're all like I think my thoughts are worth listening to, is what every artist is saying. You know, mm-hmm. everybody, s- give me some of your time, which is the most precious thing that you have. The most valuable resource that you have is your time. Give me that because I think that I have something to say, is basically every artist, right? So, that's yeah, I think. That's
0: true. So be kind <laughs> to people's time. Don't waste people's time with Don't bullshit. waste people's
1: time. Please. <laughs> Aish, especially me don't waste my time <laughs> Aish, i hate it so much um but like yeah um so especially with uh, a person like a director it becomes definitely well not definitely about ego but mm-hmm. you have this entire thing to put together and at the end of the day everything is going to fall on you so as much as you may give people a creative license or whatever It's you're gonna be accountable for the work. They're gonna say, well, this thing made it onto the set because you said so, right? So Mm -hmm. any mistake made it to the set because you said so as the director. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you care a lot about like your work and you're very passionate about Mm -hmm. like the things that you put out there and you put your name on, then yeah, you can tend to be a bit of a control freak, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, you could Mm. be like a decent human being and also a control freak.
0: i don't think <laughs> uh, and also but i think even with that like with what you're saying we put you put your thoughts and say my thoughts are worth listening to hmm. you don't want to be misrepresented so it's very insane or well, not yeah. insane but like it's a big thing trusting other people with your voice right? and trusting other people with your perspective it's mm, yours yeah. so like i do get that aspect of ownership but also like i agree with what you're saying in terms of finding the middle ground mm. and having those moments of collaboration because when there's like a synergy between a cast and castmates mm. and the production crew and the editors are doing their thing and everybody's like moving in I mean, a beautiful
1: way, it's... Yeah, but that's also, like, it. a perfect situation. Like, okay, it, fair. It's, it's really, like, what you would love to to have, but never really do. Because <laughs> <laughs> it like, like, nobody has it. the time to be True. nice enough and to be thoughtful enough. Mm-hmm. On set is one of the most, like, high-strung places to be for most sets that I've been on. Everybody mm-hmm. is, like, rude and... Because, okay, everybody feels rude because they direct and they'll just tell you what's on their mind. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I've learned on sets that is kind of like the consensus everywhere that I've uh, I've, uh, worked so far is don't take it to heart. You know, people are going to say some things. They're going to do some things. But tomorrow we have to work together and we're going to spend 12 hours together on this like really Mm -hmm. emotional, really tiring, draining space. And Mm -hmm. we have to all work here. So just let it go and let's come back tomorrow and let it go again mm. and you really have to be able to just like be a person who's mm. just like oh i have no grudges when we're on set we have no grudges so mm. i think that's the kind of trade off so instead of having like a perfect situation this situation where it's perfect synergies and the cast and the crew and the everybody is like working perfect we're like okay everybody's going to be a, a dick but ah, we're just going to live realities it go. yeah we're just going to be okay with it yeah. then
0: then okay I understand
1: a little bit of Alfred Hitchcock of why he was that yes. guy. Yes,
0: I guess because if everybody's gonna be a dick, right? Yeah. Um. Then. W- I don't want people's emotions and things <laughs> to ruin what I'm doing. You get me? <laughs> I guess like, I don't want anybody to to mess it up. To mess with my vision. Yeah, yeah. Especially like pointless emotions and things like that. Or maybe not like emotions, not that emotions are pointless, but I think people can have tips when they're working together Mm. in a high-pressure environment Mm. where you're trying to bring something to life, I guess, Mm. or trying to bring something into fruition. It's hard work. Yeah, and it's
1: long hours. Yes, and and a lot of egos. And a lot of egos. It's so many egos. Oh, I was so lucky uh, last week to be on this set where it was mostly chicks. Best set I've ever been on. <laughs> Nobody was stressing anybody out. Everybody was free with information. Everybody was being helpful. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> why am I having so much fun? So like, why men am I on the problem? Place? I never said that. I just said like I was on the set and it was mostly girls. That's what I said. Okay. I even said it. I even said it to. Um, I was uh operating cameras, so I was. I said it to my fellow camera operator, and I was like, man. Like, it's just chilled vibes here. Like, why is everything so... And I realized that there were a lot less of the egos flowing, a, li- a lot less mm. of, the, of the, oh, this person might be trying to, like, take advantage of me or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. And it just kind of makes, when, when we're past that, when mm. we're starting from, like, oh, no, this is my team, and I want to be helpful, and they want to help me, it just sort of flows, you know, okay. from there. So, please, more women in the filmmaking industry. It will, it will help us have things come to life yeah
0: okay so my last question for you today yes um okay my last two questions Mm -hmm. uh what are some of the limitations i think you've talked a bit about that that you face as an artist in zimbabwe Mm -hmm. or just as an artist in general and what are the highlights in your journey so far okay your highest point your happiest your peak
1: um limitations at mm. Namari hey guys uh, every day is really just trying to be strategic because um, there's no proper system there's no proper industry in Zimbabwe mm-hmm. um so you know in another place where you find record labels and this system and unions and this and that mm-hmm. you know we're just starting from like... Scratch. You know, and I'm say I'm was like, ah, you know, maybe I can get you guys into this place, and then now that person is actually taking advantage of you or whatever, um, because everybody seems like they're trying to like catch a buck, right? It's like that's true. Yeah, so and it's a hard world out there. It really is. Like mm-hmm. nobody promised to be your friend, so <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is. You just gotta watch your back and keep it moving. Mm-hmm um so i think that's one of the hardest limitations is that there's so everybody's just trying to like make it and it feels like nobody ever really makes it Mm -hmm. so even people who've like been in the industry 20 30 years are still like competing for the same space as you the person who's just come in and because Mm -hmm. they have the experience of like having been around for a while they have more of like uh More space to be like, oh, you know, let me help you in this way. But and it looks like help, but it's really not
0: right. Right.
1: And whilst they're actually using you for their own benefits, so then it becomes who's best at using the next person. Um, and that kind of sucks, you know, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people end up leaving the, the industry or, um, you know, just. Uh, working unhappily I guess mm-hmm. because so it's a cutthroat. Yeah, it's 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 I mean. Yeah. I can't defend it. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the main limitation. There's no proper systems that we can really say, Okay, this person has gone or even education, mm-hmm. right? Because like how many programs in universities are there for are that are proper arts and culture uh, programs do we have filmmaking programs? Do we have theater programs? Do we have music programs? You know, we don't have a lot of them. And the ones that are there aren't really, like, as up to par as they could be. Mm-hmm. So even, like, the things that people are learning is really, like, feja, feja. It's, like, really, like... Like, we're just, like, sort of piecing things together. I see. You know what I'm saying? Um, so... I think right at the roots, there's a problem where like the quality of the work never really uh, grows from there because you're just surrounded by people who have been teaching each other and what if they've been teaching each other is not necessarily the right thing. It's a little bit of the right thing and also a little bit of what works for where we are. Mm-hmm. So you can't then break into the industries out there or break uh, barriers to... Uh, be on the same platforms as, like, say, South Africa or Nigeria are um outs- outside uh to get onto Netflix or whatever because, you're you're working with with what's there you're working with what works you're making a plan mm-hmm. all of the time and that doesn't that means that your production value is always going to suffer, so yeah um yeah resources and quality really affect our work unfortunately and that's like across the arts industry from what i've seen from just working in different spaces uh like filmmaking music acting theater all of that so like that's the the consistent problem that's like sort of uh Mm -hmm. sustaining um throughout throughout the the arts industry um and then highlights Mm. yes um Guess highlights was when they were like you know the cook-off is going to be on netflix um and then uh highlight another highlight is like <laughs> the first time so uh, maybe not the first time but like you know um there was a, a moment in time when people would be like hey you're that girl from that thing right you're like oh my god you've watched my work <laughs> You've seen the things that I do. Wow. So yeah, you know, when when like you kind of get that recognition of like, oh yeah, you know, I've seen that thing that you do. I like the stuff that you do. And it's like from a complete stranger. You've never met them. It's not like, it's like, oh, okay. So the things that I'm doing um, aren't just being seen by my friends and by the people in my circle and by the people who see my status, my WhatsApp status and my Instagram stories and the people that I send messages to. There are people who i'm putting the work out there and they're actually saying it so i think that's been another uh highlight um also the uh talent factory was uh, a pretty big deal Mm -hmm. um that was uh, not just like um getting in because like i kind of had to um warm up to the idea of being a part of the program. Like, at the beginning, I didn't understand mm-hmm. how, how, like, I don't know, what's the word? Like, it was, it hid weight. Like, like it was, it was a little bit of clout, you know what I mean? And at mm-hmm. first, I was just like, yeah, you know, I got this opportunity. It's really great. Yeah, I'm happy that I got it, but whatever. But I wasn't, like, really, it never really, it hadn't sunk in at that time that, like, I am one of two Zimbabweans. I am one of 20 su- people in Southern Africa. Like, that was like a big, big, big yes. opportunity, right? So, finally, when it hit me, right, as I'm walking through the streets of Lusaka, I'm like, oh my God, this is wild. And um, I feel like in that five months that I was there, um, living and interacting and collaborating and learning with the my peers from like all of these different countries. Uh, Was the time when I really felt like, oh, there there are other people like me that are doing what I like. Mm -hmm. You know, we would sit and like watch a movie and like break it down, and it felt so. It felt like community. It felt like oh, this this is my tribe. You know, I love that. Yeah, ish. Like it was nice. What's it called? Soul tribe. (laughs) (laughs) So it it was nice being in a space where you don't really have to explain yourself. You're like, oh, we're creating. We're making films. We all oh, are doing the same thing we are enjoying the same things mm-hmm. oh i can like the things that i like that are a bit different from what you like and it's not a big deal um so that was a pretty like uh, high point getting to work with all of these people learning all of these like there's like a lot of similarities mm-hmm. you know because it's all like southern africa obviously but there's also like a bunch of differences, like things that they've never heard of. You're like, how have you, know- what? But you're also African like me. How do you not know? <laughs> how do you not know? You know? know. Um, yeah. Even like learning things like playing cards, like, oh. Crazy eight rules. Yeah, like they're slightly different, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so it was just, uh, one, one time um, somebody was just like, uh, what's the song for this in your language? And they did this. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we go D D D D D you know, sort of thing. And then they sang their own song and everybody sang like everybody had a song for it. Oh wow. You know, so it was That's like lovely. You know? So moments like that that really f- make you feel like, oh, okay, so uh, what I'm doing within my country, I'm is being done in the next country and the one after that and one after that and we're all trying to make this happen. So, you know Community. Absolutely.
0: I love it. Mm. I love it thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much for coming here for allowing yourself to be interviewed i really enjoyed this chat and i enjoyed hearing what you had to say i hope like for somebody out there who's listening <laughs> i don't know how many people will listen to this uh don't say that but or, but no still no, no 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 like who if you are interested in art i think pursue it The way Chimwewe has done. Because I think. Just your bravery. (laughs) and Going after what you want. And just putting yourself in situations. I think people need to learn that. We're afraid of. Putting ourselves out there. Mm. And I think that's a skill you. Inherently and so beautifully. Encapsulate. So thank you for coming here.
1: And thank you for talking to me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been such a a fun time just talking about myself <laughs> 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 not feeling uh, narcissistic about it knowing that it, I'm saying things because I've been asked not being like let me just tell you about myself <laughs> yeah I'm glad,
0: yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> thank you hi thank you so much for coming well for finishing the podcast uh, for finishing the listening experience I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, A big thank you to Chimwe Mwe for sitting down and chatting with me. I would like to hear all of your thoughts, the good, the bad, the ugly. I'd be so stoked to hear from you. Please share or like. I don't know how this stuff operates sometimes, but yeah, thank you.